Well, my next guest is a familiar voice and face to many of you baseball fans out there. Jamie Campbell is the host of Blue Jay Central on Sportsnet, but his life was interrupted by a cancer diagnosis a few years ago. Joining me today to share his journey, welcome Jamie Campbell to Toronto this weekend. Good morning, Maggie. Thanks for having me. How are you today? Feeling great. Yeah, you're doing well. What? Doing very well. Good. So, Jamie, as I said, you're a familiar v- face, voice for many, uh, but your battle with cancer is something you are talking more about now. Why? Well, in part due to the fact that uh, there are many treatments available um, for someone like me, for anyone who has um, what I have, which is called chronic lymphocytic leukemia also known as CLL. And, um, you know, when the the word leukemia was first uttered to me on the phone on January 11th, 2021, um, you know, my, my body started to shake and, and, you know, I, I broke out into sweats because I was, I was, you know, instantly afraid of, um, the unknown and, and, um, suddenly, you know, was just jolted to, to this, this reality that, uh, that I was not expecting. And it's a frightening thing to, to get that tap on the shoulder, um, in any instance. And there are so many people that, that deal with the cancer diagnosis. And for those who are dealing with CLL specifically, I thought it was very important to be very public about my diagnosis so that, um, you know, people can tune into a Blue Jays broadcast and see me living mm. a vibrant life while dealing um, with this disease. And it's a very treatable disease. And I wanted people going through the same experience to know that. It's good to hear that it's treatable. We're going to we're going to get to that. And and you're right. I think seeing someone who has been diagnosed uh, with cancer living life. Uh, the story of hope also is one that we want to talk about as well. Take us back to January 11th. You talked about your reaction, but how did they detect this uh, leukemia in your system? Well, you know, I I go in and get a, an annual physical, and uh, good for you because I, men don't always do that. FYI, my no, husband. It, yes, it's so important to do. Yeah, um, and that includes blood testing and. Um, I had just simply gone in knowing it was, it was time to get all the regular checkups done. And, you know, when my phone rang three days later, I was certainly not expecting um, to, to get the kind of news that I got, but that's why you go and get physicals every year. You're, 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 you're instructed to go and make sure you're checked to, to ensure that things are okay. So that if things are not okay, you can do something about it. Um, and it was as simple as that. I was not experiencing any symptoms of any kind. Uh, and with CLL specifically, um, many people actually have CLL and don't even know it and don't need to have it treated for, in some cases, many, many years. So I actually was diagnosed in January of 2021 and didn't actually begin treatment for it until March of 2022. Wow. Wow. So describe to us, what is CLL? Uh, I understand it is a type of blood cancer. Is that correct, Jamie? Yes, and it, okay. it, it emanates in, in the bone marrow. And, uh, you know, it essentially um, is, a, is an overdevelopment of, of 
cancerous white blood cells. They um, mass produce and, um, you know, eventually in time it, it, it impacts. I, I distinctly remember, you know, seeing upon my initial diagnosis, seeing a number that represented the number of white blood cells um, developing in my blood. And I was told that that number would go up and up and up and up in time. And it did. And it was almost frightening to watch knowing that when it hit a particular number, I would start to feel awful and I would get night sweats and, um, my lymph nodes would enlarge and, uh, I would get fatigued and that's exactly what happened. Uh, and, and as if it, you know, it was very predictable, um, that, that, it, there would come a time when I would absolutely need treatment. And, uh, and that time arrived uh, just over a year ago, about a year and three or four months ago. Uh, so and it's, it's amazing what, what modern medicine allows us to, to, uh, to determine. And it's amazing. Yeah. That it took almost a year or over a year before you had to start getting treatment. Is CLL found mostly in men who, like, what, what is the typical, the type of person that CLL could be found in? Mostly in men, mostly in men over the age of 60. Um, women definitely get CLL. I've met through support groups, many women who have it. Um, at 54, which was my age at the time of diagnosis, I was actually a little bit young, um, but they are seeing um, many men my age and younger now getting CLL, and I've spoken to people with it who are um, quite a bit younger than I am. So um, it seems to be impacting a wider range of ages and both male and female now. And then what does treatment look like for you, Jamie? Uh, treatment, um, thankfully, there's a brand new treatment that was just recently approved by Health Canada that I started about uh, two months ago um, that is, uh, is taken orally every single day. Um, and it would pre, be pretty uh, pretty complex for me to try and explain yeah. just how impactful it is. But I'll, I'll say this. When I first began treatment, my white blood cells were alarmingly, alarmingly high. And within approximately two to three weeks, they had come down to almost normal levels, wow. which is really quite incredible. Almost. They haven't, they haven't sort of receded to completely normal levels yet. Um, but since I started my new treatment about a month and a half ago, I have not had a follow-up blood test yet. I have one in about two weeks and I'm very eager to see how it's impacted my white blood cell levels. You know, as I was listening to you, Jamie, I, you know, we talk a lot about health on this show and listening to your body. Um, and you said that, you know, it was basically a blood test. You felt you were, you were feeling okay. Um, and then it was a blood test that revealed that you had CLL. Uh, but some of the symptoms are, you know, uh, loss of energy and so forth. Is a bit of this also for those, uh, you know, who are, who are um, diagnosed with CLL, also just listening to your body and, and responding when you're feeling off as well? It's always going to be that way. Yeah. I mean, we should always, especially as we get older, I'm 56 years of, of age now. So whenever, when anything's not right, I pick up the phone, I call my family physician. I know that can be an imposition for a lot of people. Um, you know, and so many times we, we walk into a doctor's office 
and whatever it is that seems to be bothering us is nothing, you know, nothing that needs urgent care of any kind. But my goodness, it's 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 always worth checking. Uh, you know, it was it was a, a random blood test that caught me completely by surprise. But uh, you know, it was very important to me to understand what I was dealing with and um, catching it when I did has really allowed me to um, to process it. You know, yeah. I, I sometimes wonder if I had if I had um, never gone for that checkup. And suddenly at some point in time, just felt as awful as I did just over a year ago and wandered in to get it checked, the diagnosis would have been far different. It would have been, you know, this is something that's, that's come quickly and you need to get treated right away. And, and I know there are many, many people who, who have the acute forms of leukemia that, that experience that. And that must be absolutely frightening. Yeah. As a dad, I understand you have two kids. Mm-hmm. What was that like when you first, you know, I'm just saying I've walked with friends who have been diagnosed with cancer and uh, and your life flashes before your eyes, right? Because you just mm-hmm. hear cancer and you think the worst. Yes. Um, and, and thank God CLL is treatable within, again, within your case. Uh, but mm-hmm. what? Did, how did you feel about just the kids and just processing uh, what that would mean for them as you think about your life and uh, this diagnosis and all of the questions that were probably rushing through your head. Yes, because I had no answers yeah. the day that I received that diagnosis. I had no idea what I was dealing with. All I knew was that I had leukemia. And that night I um, gathered my kids to explain to them that uh, their father had been diagnosed with this. And I'm not even sure they understood what leukemia was. I kind of had to explain it as, as basically as I possibly could. But at the moment that I was telling them this, I had no idea what the um, long-term impact of, of my specific diagnosis was going to be. To be quite honest with you, I thought I was probably not going to live very long at that point because I just didn't know. I had done absolutely no research into what it was I was dealing with. Um, and that was, that was one thing I learned early on is that people send, tend to rush to their computers to try and figure out what mm. they have when, when that can become awfully frightening and, 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 uh, confusing. Um, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a baseball broadcaster, not a doctor. I'm not really supposed to understand clearly what it is I'm dealing with. So, um, yeah, it was a confusing time, but, you know, I have had such, a good, um, fulfilling life. And much of that life was spent, um, in cherished times with my children. And oddly that was so evident the night that I had tell them this, that it wasn't, it wasn't as difficult for me as I probably would imagined it was going to be. Um, and I just tried to assure them that I wasn't going anywhere and that my focus was to ensure that they, you know, grow to be um, adults and and sort of fly the nest and that I would be there for them when that day was going to happen. And, uh, you know, luckily, um, two and change years later, I I realized that that is probably very much the case, that I will see them off into this world. And, you know, when I finally stop living, I'll, I'll probably be an old man. 
On January 11, 2021, Jamie was diagnosed with leukemia a little over two and a half or two. Yeah. Two years ago later, Jamie is sharing his journey. It's been, I guess, about two and a half years now, Jamie. It's getting up there. My goodness. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's quite something to know that I've uh, I've made it this far. <laughs> now, talk to me about how this has impacted you physically, mentally, um, I could just imagine, you know, with those I've walked with, uh, dealing with just the struggle mentally and, uh, the fact that you have, uh, this, this, uh, this, this disease, this ailment, this, mm-hmm. um, situation, um, you know, I'm thinking about the different, uh, walks that I've been on and, uh, you know, as you've said, you have treatment, but for some it has been terminal as well. And I know, you know, some of our listeners as well have probably walked through that with, with those as well, or maybe even walked with that for, for themselves. Um, mm-hmm. What is that like just dealing with your mental health? Well, I, again, because, you know, and, and again, it took me a, a little while to, to really come to grips with this, but this is not a terminal situation yeah. that I'm dealing with. So, I can't begin to imagine what it would be like to be given that kind of a diagnosis. I don't know how you um, process something that uh, that seems so grave. Um, I didn't know this at the time, though. That was the that was that little um, section of time where I was completely uncertain what it was I was dealing with. Um, once I had, I realized I had to do whatever I possibly could to, you know, to, to stretch this out as long as I possibly could. From a physical standpoint, I, I started working out way more than um, I had previously. I changed my diet almost immediately, and I was eating very well prior, but I stepped it up um, um, to a greater level. Um, and then from a mental standpoint, I really did almost instantly take a, a long look back at the life I'd lived to that point and, and asked myself um, if I was happy mm-hmm. and if I felt fulfilled and if I'd maximized my time and if I'd been respectful to other people, that if I'd loved with vigor. And it didn't take me long to realize that, you know, all of those boxes had been checked. So, um, you know, I promised from that day forward to continue to live every day that way, just in case, you know, my time was up um, and this thing progressed to a point where it was not treatable. So, you know, even though I'm managing this disease, I still wake up every day um, with a tremendous amount of zest. um, And I try to make sure I, I maximize my minutes. And, you know, I love the people that are in my inner circle and I respect people who may not be and, and just try and impact somebody's day every single day. Try and make somebody's day better every chance I get. I think it's very important. That's such a, a powerful statement, Jamie, you know, and sometimes it, it takes us, unfortunately, hitting a roadblock in our lives for us to really assess because we're we're kind of on autopilot every single day. We wake up, we do the things, we go to bed, we do the things again. Living life on purpose, right, is so important. How do you continue even that message 
not just in, even in your day-to-day work and how you interact with people, but just as you share this story, you do share uh, this idea of intentionally living every moment and not waiting for a diagnosis like this for, for that to really click. Well, I'm very lucky, Maggie, to have this platform, this platform being I'm a broadcaster who uh, is on a, on a, you know, a television program that, that people watch with great frequency throughout the summer. So, um, you know, I have this ability to, to talk about the, the battle that I'm waging right now. Um, it might be different if I had been, say, um, if I'd followed my, my father's uh, career and got into um, shoe sales, which is what he did for almost 50 years. Mm. Uh, maybe I wouldn't have the ability to to be on a program like this with you, for example. So I, I've tried to use the platform I have um, to be upfront and very honest about what I'm dealing with so that if other people are dealing with it, they have somebody that they can, can identify with. I, I found that was very important. Um, but But years ago, long before this diagnosis took place, I found myself at a point in time where I had focused so greatly on achieving this career that along the way, I forgot to pay attention to other people. And I remember it um, very clearly. I was 33 years of age. I had focused uh, so intently on becoming what I now am professionally that I'd never lifted a finger for anybody else. And at the time I was in this very deep, dark depression, uh, doing late night television, um, you know, going to bed at three o'clock in the morning, getting up at noon, missing most of the day, having no social life, very little human interaction, like really valuable human interaction. Um, it's, it's where the career had taken me. And I just realized one day, God, I'd lived this life to serve only me. And I'd never served anybody else. Not, you know, not once. I'd never given my time to make somebody else's life better. And it just suddenly occurred to me one day. Uh, I, I remember where I was. Um, I remember, you know, I can even see the bathroom I was standing in in the mirror that I was, I was looking into when I came upon this realization. And I just resolved at that moment to be different, to change the way I was living my life. Cause I didn't really like my life at that moment. Um, and it's amazing when you decide to, to, um, to stop looking at yourself and start looking at other people. It's incredible how fulfilling that can be. And how joy filled that can be yes. as well. Talk to me about hope now and what that looks like and how you share your story. I think you've intentionally shared the story as well to give hope to others who are also struggling with blood cancer, with, with mm-hmm. leukemia as well? My feeling is that I can give hope just by showing up on a Blue Jays broadcast every day yeah. for anybody who has been recently diagnosed with CLL, doesn't quite understand what they're dealing with, is full of fear having heard the word leukemia. Mm-hmm. Um, if they instantly... Um, come to the understanding that it's something that that guy they see doing the Blue Jays broadcast is dealing with. And by me showing up every day, looking strong, looking healthy, looking vibrant, and being able to live my life, then maybe I'm instilling some hope in them 
at this time of uncertainty. You know who really helped me is a man who I've not yet been able to um, talk to about this was Paul Henderson, who mm. you know scored that yeah. magical goal back in 1972 when I was all of six years a- of age. He he has been dealing with CLL since you know the mid to late 2000s, mm. somewhere around 2008, 2009. I know he was diagnosed. Because I remember when he was diagnosed, and I remember at the time hearing about it and feeling terrible that, you know, the great Paul Henderson had leukemia. Mm -hmm. And I knew that it was um, the kind that that I got diagnosed with as well. And I remember at the moment thinking, well, wait a second, you know, he's been living with this for a long time and he seems to be just fine. And, and he helped me. He would never know this. And I'd love to be able to express it to him at some point. He would never know how much just knowing that he's lived with the same thing I have for so long was very, very comforting to me in the, in the early months. Wow. And now you get to be kind of that Paul Henderson for another generation who's going to see you, absolutely Jamie, living yeah. a and life. I've heard from people, yeah. and I've heard from people who are newly diagnosed who reach out to me, mostly on social media, some in person, yeah. some who just walk right up to me at the ballpark and say, you know, I got diagnosed too, and it, it wasn't as hard to deal with hmm. once diagnosed because I knew your story. And that's really important to be able to help people in that regard. Jamie, thank you for being on the show and uh, for living a life of purpose and sharing that with the world. Well, thank you for having me, Maggie. I appreciate it.